Hey, you're listening to Dev Interrupted, the podcast made for engineering leaders who want to continuously improve. The open source community is the most pure expression of collaboration in engineering that exists today. But when is the right time to bring your project into the enterprise? Engineering leaders have to make these choices every day, which is why we brought in Duran Gill, the VP of Engineering at Logs.io, to answer our questions about open source security, implementation, and which companies an open source tool stack is perfect for. Also be sure to join our upcoming Dev Interrupted Watch Party on May 20th. I'm bringing back some of our favorite guests from Netflix, GitHub, and Honeycomb to discuss how they're creating continuous improvement at their organizations. Sign up using the link below. This episode is sponsored by Linear B. Give your dev team the power to improve with team-based metrics, high-risk code alerts, and the world's first project board-based and real-time Git activity. Sign up free at linearb.io. Darone, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Awesome to have you on the pod. We're going to dive into some of the pros and cons of open source tooling. And I know, you know, a lot of people out there, a lot of devs out there or engineering organizations kind of have this love-hate relationship with open source tools. And I have some questions coming for, for you about security and scalability. But before we get into that, I wanted to start off today by talking to you about the good things of using open source tools at a scaling company. Um, can you maybe start with what are the top three benefits for growing companies uh, that are using open source tooling? Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I think that there are many benefits, probably uh, uh, probably uh, more than three. But, but let's first of all be honest, engineers to engineers, for some of us, open source is a religion, right? Uh, we grew up that way. We think it's the right way to do things. And, uh, and I think this is important for people. It's important if your company culture is like that. It also makes a pretty good platform for hiring people, okay? Uh, so uh, uh, I think that uh, the folks are happy to work with open source tools. First of all, there's a bigger likelihood that they know the tool better, okay? And at the same time, they would also like to work on a set of tools that they will probably use at their next stop, okay? So of course, if you use a proprietary tool or some or something that was uh, homegrown, then the chances of you meeting that same uh, CRM system or observability system or whatever are very small, and you won't be able to uh, make use of the experience and the knowledge that you gained at, the, at your current uh, workplace. Uh, a lot of us engineers like to be involved. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're open source communities. We like to see our names in the stack overflows of the world, in the GitHub repositories of the world. You know, it makes makes us proud and rightfully so. And we're also helping, you know, it makes us, uh, uh, giving us a sense that we're not just developing code, but we're also helping the community. Uh, so uh, finally, uh, I think it's uh, a lot of the cloud native trends and technologies are open source. So interoperability is, pro- is part of the system. It's already inherently a part of the system. And, uh, and, and of course it's easy to audit, easy to modify, it's easy to uh, alter to your needs. It also, I would call it future-proof, okay? Uh, uh, you're not lock, locked down to a certain vendor implementation of an open source. Uh, 
and uh, everything is very transparent. So for all those reasons, I think uh, open source is, uh, is a very good uh, path to go. Okay, great. And I know, for example, you know, Logs is providing a service on top of uh, some open source tools, which we'll get into. But are there other open source tools outside of what Logs is providing that you're using internally? Uh, well, yes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, our IDEs are open source. Okay. Uh, 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 that's one thing. We use many open source libraries on top of the main open source tools that we use. We use uh, we use Kafka, uh, which is uh, uh, which is open source. We use HAProxy, which is open source. Uh, so we use MySQL. So yes, yeah, so uh, so we're open source uh, uh, all, all, all across our development cycle. That's amazing. And, you know, kind of what I wanted to get into here is that if I'm trying to implement an open source tool to use at a scaling engineering organization, you know, I might have 40 devs, 50 devs, 100 devs. Um, if I would buy a classic tool, you know, from a Microsoft or something like that, it usually comes with a salesperson and a customer success person and a, you know, tier one support. And I might get some training for my engineering organization. But with open source, you know, it's probably, you know, not exactly the same. Could you walk us through the differences of implementing open source software versus a more classic, you know, sales led implementation? So first of all, there are you know bureaucratic items that you need to consider. Okay, uh, you have to understand licenses. Okay, you have to understand license contamination. You have to understand what it means to integrate it into our source. What can you use? What can you not use? What kind? Which which of your code you're going to have to publish now that you're using the open source? All these need to be understood beforehand, and not once you've got your service running. That's too late. Okay, uh, you need to decide. If you want to just use the open source or you actually want to be part of the community, do you want to be a contributor? Do you want to be part of the governance body, perhaps, of that specific uh, uh, open source? All those are, are decisions that need to be taken because they require resource allocation. Okay, You need to decide if you're going to fork or you're going to contribute. If, uh, if you... Uh, Will every upgrade of that open source, will your engineers have to do all kinds of my, uh, uh, migration work or not? Okay. Finally, the last thing which I always tell the developers in our organization, you have to understand that open source does not mean free. Okay. Many people confuse the two. Okay. And, and actually, I'm always telling them, don't settle for the free. Okay. Sometimes for a hundred bucks a month, even for a thousand bucks a month, you can get a very good support. You can get the plus version with the all the observability and, and, and all the metrics, okay? So make sure that you look in all to all these options. There are enough benefits in open source and it does not necessarily have to come on the pricing on. Yeah, got you. So, you know, I kind of wanted to dive into some of the we could call them downsides, but it kind of depends on how you think about it. And one thing that I think about when I'm hearing, oh, you know, our team wants to try an open source tool is on the security side. Is the, is the code secure, for example? Could you dive into, you know, is security something that people should worry about? 
when they're using an open source tool? I think it's a much broader statement. Security is something you should worry about when you use any any software, okay? Now, now here I will, I will turn it right back to you. What do you trust more? Security in a product fully transparent that you had tens or hundreds of workers from across the world working on it and testing it, okay? As opposed to uh, a product where you have not seen the source at all, you rely on that single vendor, okay? To, uh, to make sure that everything is, is secure. And you know that that, does, uh, that does not work. And you can see it in open source. Every time there's an issue, immediately a CVE is opened and, you, and everything is so transparent and you can fix it, okay? And, and with other vendors, you know, you have to wait for the next release and, uh, and, uh, and, and, they, and, and they don't always issue, you know, they give you upgrades. You don't know if it was because there was a, uh, a security gap the size of the ocean or it, it was because just to add a button. So I, I think that at the end of the day, if you have, if you want to be more secure, so it's much better uh, uh, to, use, uh, to use open source for the sheer fact that you can look at the code and you can, and, uh, and, the, and the entire community is looking at the code. Great. So we kind of talked about a few categories here. You know, there's the security side where, you know, every company is going to have their own stance on that. But there's a lot of pros like you just described of using open source. There's kind of how you're managing that open source. Are we going to pull down the latest version every time? Are we going to fork and do our own thing? Are we going to contribute uh, back? And then you have the aspect of, okay, well, some of these open source products, you know, you could pay for, you could pay a little bit of money to maybe get some extra support or, or features. Those are kind of three categories that we outlined. Is there any other categories that our listeners should be uh, thinking about? Or did we cover them with the three there? No, I, I think it's pretty much that. Pretty much covers it. It's uh, you know you, you take the absolute the the latest work always on the latest work with the community, work on your own fork of that, or uh, work on a on a paid version uh, which has more uh, certification and, uh, and 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 additional uh, probably usually more enterprise uh, oriented features. Do you believe that an open source? stack or using a lot of open source is the right move for everyone or all companies? No, I, I, you know, it, I, I don't think that's ever the case. Okay. Uh, the main issue, which uh, I know many enterprises are hesitating about using open source is not necessarily the security issue, but it's more, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the license contamination. Okay. Uh, the last thing that those companies need is some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, court order to publish their code or to throw their code out. So I think that's for enterprises. That's usually uh, uh, the main concern. And and if you do have these concerns, yes, I think it's absolutely uh, so. Open source is probably not the right. Right. There is the the legal consideration. Are we using this the right way? What would happen if we got acquired? If we're a startup, you know, you get the due diligence, get the lawyers involved, but. You know, if you kind of just maybe even talk with a lawyer up front or make sure that you're utilizing, that's something that you could overcome in the beginning. Make sure you're, you're using it right. Well, yeah, but, you know, in, in most cases, and uh, I think it's right, if you would ask a lawyer, the lawyer would tell you it, it's not worth the extra cost, you know, uh, okay. don't bother. Okay. Uh, all other things being equal, of course. 
person. Yeah, sometimes you're a startup company, you need, of course, as a garage startup company, you're not going to talk to a lawyer, okay, simply because you don't. Uh, uh, but uh, but as you grow and you start having these uh, these issues, so yes, it's on a case-by-case basis. So, you know, yes, at Logs.io, we do have some platforms which are not open source, okay? Not all of our platforms that we use are, are open source uh, because uh, especially, Engineers, so engineers, we have quarterly trainings for the engineers, and they know uh, how to check the licenses, and we know how to work with legal, and we know difference between GPL, GPL two, and so on, uh, and LGPL. Uh, but uh, but not everybody is, is, is an engineer. Okay, so uh, uh, so uh, so once again, the, there's not a one size fits all here, and uh, and every company needs to make uh, it, it, its own consideration based on on their business model, on their selling model, on, on, on anything that they do. Right. You know, one, one sort of trend that, that we're seeing here uh, in the open source industry is, and it reminds me of a, a Batman quote. I'll start <laughs> with the Batman quote. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I, I love Batman. It's one of my, yeah. my, my favorite, like the, the Which movies. Which one? The the Nolan one, the oh, three okay. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the trilogy, yeah. Yeah, that's, the trilogy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. George Clooney is not a good Batman. No, that's not my Batman. That's not my Batman. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that that quote kind of resonates because what we're seeing is some of these open projects, uh, open source projects now are becoming so successful or so, so used. I think we're seeing it with Elastic that... They're actually they actually become closed source, so they go from an open source world to you know closing down, um, mm-hmm. and maybe they want to make some money or, or or something like that. But I'd like to get your your views on this. Is this something that's going to be happening more and more here, or or why is this happening? Well, well, first of all, you know, I, I don't know if it, it's a trend. You know, I'm seeing so many great open source packages for such a long, you know, we're looking at Spark, we're looking at Kafka, yeah. we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, and we're looking at uh, Helm, we're looking at the Jaeger, we're looking FluentD. I mean, there, there's so many great open source packages which, uh, which have not been closed, uh, you know. Uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, companies need to make money and, 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 uh, and, and some of us... Uh, uh, need and, and some some companies do indeed close uh, their their source, like uh, uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, Elastic. But you know, but once again, it, the, the beauty of this is that it, while you were working on open source, you can always fork the latest version before it was closed. And I'm sure, and I can refer you to uh, to uh, our CEO's uh, blog response to uh, uh, to Elastics about what about what we're going to do. Okay, so. So, uh, so you can always keep those, uh, uh, those projects open. Okay. Uh, another thing that I think that you need to do is, uh, support the software foundations that ensure that the open source is free. Okay. So you want to, uh, uh, so when you do your, we discussed in the beginning, the bureaucracy behind it, see who the governance body is. It, uh, is it, is it Apache? Is it CNCF? Is it Linux foundation? Uh, you know, so all all those are pretty safe choices, okay? Uh, and uh, if not, yeah, so so you should be uh, aware that at some day something might uh, uh, might get closed, okay? Uh, 
so uh, yes, there are examples, the MySQLs, the MongoDBs, the Neo4Js of the world, and, and of course, like you mentioned, Elastic, which closed your source, but there are so many great projects out there. And the, and the good projects are really governed by these two uh, uh, bodies, uh, the Apache Software Foundation, the CNCF, the Cloud Native Software Foundation. So, 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 that, so that should give you a, a, a fair degree of confidence in the, uh, in the open source that you're using. Yeah, I, I want to kind of pick your brain a little bit more. I, I haven't contributed to an open source project that's become like super successful. But just a, a, a few questions here, you know, do the people that are contributing to these really popular open source projects, do they just get money from donations? Is that the best way to or how does it, are they just all working for free? Well, uh, yeah, you know, once again, you know, first of all, as engineers, you know, we have our pride and we, and, you know, and we, and, and, and a lot of it, it's not some of them, you know, who are really major contributors or on the governance board. Yes, they, they work and they drive it. And, and, and I'm sure they also find a way to, you know, they can give uh, presentations and lectures and teach and, and, and they can find their way to make money. But a lot of them, a lot of the open source contributions, for example, like the ones that we're doing, are things that we developed in-house. And we said, hey, you know, this is great. Why doesn't the community uh, maybe give it out to the community? And there are numerous examples of such uh, open source, great open source tools that, uh, that were developed uh, internally for, uh, uh, by a company. If it's M3DB by Uber, okay, if it's, uh, if it's React and React Native by Facebook. I mean, there are great examples that companies developed uh, internal open source and, and internal code and, and then decided uh, to, uh, uh, to open it. So, uh, so a lot of the, uh, the development is not necessarily, uh, you know, I'm go- I, uh, not always I just want to contribute to the, com- uh, the community. I'm doing something for our business. And then as a business, we decided it makes sense for us uh, uh, to, to contribute to the open source. I don't know how many of them are... Are uh, are actually getting paid by anyone? I I, okay. I I really wouldn't know. Okay, I want to shift the conversation now to talk a little bit about the future of engineering organizations and you know how open source can influence them and some of the things that you're doing uh, at Logs. So from what I know about Logs is Logs is a managed service provider on top of some you know open source technology. And what I've seen is one thing that it allows uh, an engineering organization to do or an individual contributor to do is now as being a single contributor, I can use this managed service provider. It kind of helps me do everything that I need to do within my job. And I'm only, you know, one person. It kind of like it makes it seem like I had a 10 person team or a 15 person team. Um, is that the reality of what happens? And do you see that's kind of the future of work, these managed service pr- providers? I, you know, I'll, I'll take it even one step further. It's not only the one-person band, it's the 80 engineer strong band, okay? We want to concentrate on what we do best, okay? So if we can provide the best log analytics, if we can con- uh, provide the best observability platform, if we can provide the best cloud theme, that's what we want to do, okay? There's somebody out there that provides a better persistence engine, in, in our case, uh, Elastic, uh, irrespective of being it, uh, open or closed. There's better companies that uh, that provide uh, queuing mechanisms like uh, like Kafka, okay? And, and that's not where we want to specialize. I think it enables the individual just as much as it enables the organization 
to do what it does well, okay, and uh, and and not uh, and not to have to reinvent the wheel for every uh, every item that they want. So the NIH syndrome, the not invented here syndrome, is something that we're constantly fighting in, in, in the company. You know, engineers, we love to build things from scratch, okay, right? It's much more fun. But we always tell, every time someone comes and say, I want to do this, and so we always ask, did you check what's out there? Are there any open source tools out there? Are they, you know, maybe even not open source. Is there anything else that, that, that does that, that we can use instead of us developing something which is not, uh, which is not part of our, uh, of our core competency? So it helps any, any size organization keep its eye on the ball and uh, and engage only in uh, their core competency activity. Yeah, and, and you know, what, one more question here is you're running the uh, engineering organization at, at Logs. Is it your opinion that most of the time it is better to use a managed service provider or are there times when, hey, we should develop something in-house and not, you know, go that route? What's your opinion? Well, uh, I can tell you that it really depends, you know, and I'm seeing a lot of things that we indeed developed in-house four or five years ago when we started simply because they were not available as managed service, okay? Uh, I think that uh, hands down, I can tell you that anything that you can get as a managed service, anything that you can find as an open source package uh, or a framework or a platform, uh, it's, it makes much, much more sense to use that. And that enables us to concentrate on really what uh, uh, what we do. I mean, I don't want to write a load balancer, okay? Why should I? I mean, uh, there somebody else, there are people who did it who are experts and that's the only thing that they do, okay? So probably it'll be a better lo- load balancer than a company that does insights on logs uh, can develop. Okay, great. You know, thank you so much for coming on the pod today and sharing some of your insights and usage of some of the open source services and and tools. So, uh, Daron, if listeners either want to connect with you or maybe learn more about logs.io, uh, where could they go? Obviously, they go to logs.io. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and yes, and uh, you know, I think that since we're talking to developers here, the best way to learn about the platform is just to use it. You uh, you go to Logs.io, uh, you sign up for uh, for a trial. It's uh, it's a two minute process, and uh, and and then you can within minutes uh, send your logs or send your metrics or your traces uh, or your security uh, logs. You can send them over to Logs. They're really in a matter of minutes, and then and, and you're up and running. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, there's also a free tier for uh, uh, for our service, so that you, you'll be able to continue using that uh, as long as you fall within the, the boundaries of, of, of the free tier. So certainly makes uh, you know the best way to learn about it is just just uh, just to try. Awesome. So you know everyone check out logs.io. It sounds like it's really easy to get started, and you can try for free. Also, be sure to join the Dev Interrupted Discord community. That's where we keep this type of conversation going all week long. You can find all of this information in the links uh, below in the description. And Daron, thank you one more time. It was great having you. Thanks. It was great being here.